This is West Virginia Morning. I'm Chuck Anzalevich. Kentucky author Barbara Kingsolver is the 2022 Appalachian Heritage Writer-in-Residence at Shepherd University. While Kingsolver's fiction takes readers all over the world, she says her Appalachian roots inspire key themes and ideas in her stories. To me, it means home. It means recognizing and celebrating my own people. That story coming up on this West Virginia Morning. The West Virginia Supreme Court of Appeals has dissolved the injunction against the Hope Scholarship. Randy Yowie has more. In July, Kanawha Circuit Judge Joanna Tabbitt halted the legislative program, ruling that the $4,300 offered to about 3,000 students for non-public school educational expenses was unconstitutional. She said it was diverting millions of dollars from an already underfunded public school system. Treasurer Riley Moore, chairman of the Hope Scholarship Board, now says the board will soon meet at the earliest possible date to resolve various implementation issues in order to begin administration of the program. Families are encouraged to visit hopescholarshipwv.com over the coming days for more information as it becomes available. A formal opinion will be delivered from the court soon. Follow the story on wvpublic.org for more information as it becomes available. For West Virginia Public Broadcasting, I'm Randy Yowie. The West Virginia University community held a rally for reproductive rights on campus yesterday. Chris Schultz has more. Students, faculty, and workers at West Virginia University say they are frustrated with the administration's response to recent developments in reproductive rights, specifically the U.S. Supreme Court ruling in Dobbs v. Jackson, as well as last month's passage of HB 304 in the state legislature. Graduate student Ellie Arts, who helped organize Thursday's rally in front of Woodburn Hall on WVU's downtown Morgantown campus, said the rally was meant to provide a sense of community for students on campus as well as gather signatures for a petition. I'm hoping that the administration will not only put out a statement acknowledging that those things happened and help students just grieve that, but also there are accommodations that the university can make to help prevent the need for abortions as well as um, help students obtain abortions in other states. Organizers hope to send a similar petition to both the state legislature and Congress. For West Virginia Public Broadcasting, I'm Chris Schultz in Morgantown. Kentucky author Barbara Kingsolver is the 2022 Appalachian Heritage Writer-in-Residence at Shepherd University. Kingsolver has won numerous awards and accolades in her career, including the National Humanities Medal, the prestigious Orange Prize for Fiction in Britain, and her 1998 novel The Poisonwood Bible, won the National Book Prize in South Africa, held a spot on the New York Times bestseller list for more than a year, and was an Oprah book club selection. While Kingsolver's fiction takes readers all over the world, she says that her Appalachian roots inspire key themes and ideas in her stories. King Liz McCormick sat down with Kingsolver to learn more. What does it mean to be an Appalachian in your own experiences and your own words? To me... It means home. It means recognizing and celebrating my own people. I grew up in the eastern part of Kentucky. I left my little rural town, as young people do. I lived all over the place on several continents doing, you know, low-paying jobs. And as I traveled the world and this country especially, I encountered a lot of shocking stereotypes, a lot of condescension. 
That made me mad. It still makes me mad. After trying out a lot of different places, I came back home to Appalachia. I now live on the other side of the mountains in southwest Virginia, but it's the same culture. It's the same language. It's the same um, emphasis on community and resourcefulness and kindness that I grew up knowing and loving. So as a writer, I see it as sort of my mission to represent us in a way that is seldom seen and seldom understood outside of Appalachia. So, Barbara, you've written a lot of diverse stories, uh, ranging from novels, short stories, poetry. Some of these stories take us all over the world. What sort of impact do, do your roots, your Appalachian roots, play in your writing? You know, with the Poisonwood Bible, it took place in the Congo. How does your background and uh, roots here in Appalachia impact your writing? You know, they say that every writer is really writing the same story over and over again. And if that's true, my story is about community. If I really examine all my works, even though they do, I work hard to make each one entirely new, not just a new place and set of characters, but asking a whole new question. I've written about climate change and why that's so hard for us to talk about. I've written, as you said, a book set in the Congo, which is about cultural arrogance and how, you know, what one nation will do to another. So these are big, big questions, sort of urgent modern themes. But if you sort of dig down into the heart of every one of these stories, it's about community. What is our duty to our community? How do we belong to it? How does it belong to us? And how does that play against the really powerful American iconography of the individual, the solo flyer, you know, the lone hero? That's supposed to be the American story. But as a woman and as an Appalachian woman, I I always see like all the other people behind the solo flyer, you know, the people who gassed up his airplane, the women who packed his lunch, you know, I mean, there's, there is no such thing as a lone hero. I'm interested in the heroism of people who think they're ordinary, and people who are helping each other, creating families for each other or, or safe safety networks for each other who are aware of their indebtedness to their neighbors and their people. I understand you have a book that is uh, soon to be hitting bookshelves on October 18th, and that is Demon Copperhead. I want to ask you to talk with us about this book and what can readers expect when they read this? Readers can expect a page turner. I live in deep, deep southwest Virginia, which is the epicenter of the opioid epidemic. So we are living with this. And I wanted for several years to write about it. And I couldn't think of a good way in that would make this story interesting and, and you know, appealing to, to people, to readers, because it's, it's a hard subject. It's dark. It's difficult. Kids, you know, kids coming up in this, this environment. And then I, I sort of had a, had a conversation with Charles Dickens. And I realized the way to tell the story is the way he told David Copperfield, let the child tell the story. That's what I realized I needed to do. So this kid, 
who's called Copperhead because he has red hair. He has Melungeon heritage, if people know what that is. And he's the child of a teenage drug-using mother. He's born actually on the floor of her single-wide trailer home. And he comes into the world with this fierce if a newborn can have an attitude, demon has it. He tells you his story from his point of view, mostly taking place in his teens and early 20s as OxyContin is, is released into Lee County, where he lives. But he tells this story in a way that, uh, in his own voice, in a way that will just give the reader a reason to turn every page because you need to know how he's going to come through this how he's going to survive because he is a survivor. He's funny, he's fierce, and he's passionate. That was award-winning author Barbara Kingsolver speaking with Liz McCormick. Kingsolver is this year's Appalachian Heritage Writer-in-Residence at Shepherd University. Her new novel, Demon Copperhead, will hit bookshelves on October 18th. To hear an extended version of this conversation, visit our website, wvpublic.org, later today. You're listening to West Virginia Morning on West Virginia Public Broadcasting. It's 7.52. It's going to be sunny this morning, a little bit cloudier this afternoon, with highs in the 60s to the low 70s. Tonight, mostly cloudy, with lows in the upper 30s to the mid-40s. And tomorrow, cloudy in the morning, becoming mostly sunny by afternoon. Highs tomorrow will be in the 50s. There is no rain in the forecast for the next several days. Support for this weather forecast is provided by the attorneys at Torreseva Law, representing firefighters, police officers, and West Virginia families. Information at torresavalaw.com. Our new fall season of Mountain Stage continues this week with live performances from several amazing artists, including Mini Roots Orchestra, Dust Bowl, Dust Bowl Revival. The Los Angeles-based group made their first appearance on Mountain Stage, bringing along songs from throughout their career, including our song of the week, Let It Go. The track originally appeared on the, brand's, on the band's 2020 album, Is It You, Is It Me? Father in the spirit of my brother in the 
strength of my lover will you can't control everything there's no right way to do anything and like a bird with a broken wing I fall and every time I think I change it all comes back and I'm still the same I'm trying to That was Mini Roots Orchestra Dust Bowl Revival performing Let It Go on the Mountain Stage. To hear the full performance and more, tune in Saturdays at 6 and Sundays at noon right here on West Virginia Public Broadcasting. 
West Virginia Morning is a production of West Virginia Public Broadcasting, which is solely responsible for its content. You can keep up with the latest West Virginia news throughout the day at our website, wvpublic.org. Support for our news bureaus comes from West Virginia University, Concord University, and Shepherd University. West Virginia Morning is produced with help from Amelia Nicely, Bill Lynch, Caroline McGregor, Curtis Tate, Chris Schultz, David Adkins, Eric Douglas, Jessica Lilly, Liz McCormick, Randy Yowie, and Shepard Snyder. Eric Douglas is our news director, and he produced today's show. I'm your host, Chuck Ann Zalevich. This has been West Virginia Morning.